Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, hour two here. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the sports betting network. Of course, the Lombardi Line for years now brought to you by BetMGM. That's the king of sports books. You can visit BetMGM.com or download the app. If you're in Vegas, bring your state issued ID. Boom, you're ready to go. 1 800 Gambler, 21 years or older. As we got you back here on the Lombardi Line brought to you by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I. Uh, again, 11 games today with six teams on a bye. That's Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and the 49ers. Kind of gives us a little opportunity to stretch out a little bit, Michael Lombardi, yeah. as we got you back here. Um, I, I, I do would this like for to ne- say this about this yeah, game please. tonight. Tennessee. Tennessee has played really good defensively. And so in the last, since the Raider game, now the Raiders threw for 300 yards, and really the Raiders gave them the game. They turned the ball over in the red zone. But the Raiders moved the ball effectively, and Andy Reid probably has spent most of his time watching Buffalo and the Raiders play them because that's similar to what he does. But since then, they played the Colts twice, not good offense, the Commanders, not good offense, and then the Texans, horrendous offense. So I think even though they're ninth in, in, in points allowed and 15th in yards, I think this is going to be the biggest challenge for them. They're good on defense. Jeffrey Simmons is fun to watch. The long kid, David Long, is really good. But these corners haven't been challenged. Today they will be. You know who a sharp play is today? It's the Patriots. So let's, Nesson, let's do you a favor and let's get your Patriots in the mix here. Of course, Indianapolis in town. Indianapolis fired an offensive coordinator that doesn't call the plays. They traded away their running back that's maybe one of their best pass catchers in Hines. They've got Ellinger, a second-year kid, starting under center. It's just, it's going the wrong way for the Colts, a prayer for the Washington Commanders at Indianapolis, won the game for them. Let's set you up on the number, and I'm going to let you run with this. This right now is sitting five, a sharp side, the New England Patriots laying it. I opened this up at 5-4-3. Now, this is two teams that basically are love to give the game away. And, and that's shocking <laughs> for me to say this against the, with Bill Belichick, because Belichick is the architect of we have to avoid losing before we win. And this team, this Patriot team, 
it hasn't been able to do that. Now, last week, when you watched them play against the Jets, they were not good at all offensively. The offensive line, Marcus Cannon, who went on IR this week, wasn't playing, didn't play very well. Tr- Trent Brown hasn't played well pretty much most of the season. And so, you know, Miss David Andrews inside, they hadn't really played well. They made enough plays to win the game because the Jets and Zach Wilson ended up being the best quarterback on the field for the Patriots last week. And so, you know, they didn't play well. The Colts are also another team that can't wait to give you the turn the ball over. I mean, the last two weeks they've given it up five times. They've had one game this season where they haven't had multiple turnovers. One. Okay? So, you know, they love giving the, giving the ball away, and their defense is a little too generic. I mean, Belichick will understand everything they do. The Gus Bradley defense, which is the Seattle defense, right? So this is why history plays so important part of understanding the game. When you, when you get ready to play Gus Bradley, you really go back and study what you did against Pete Carroll, how you handled Pete Carroll, the Super Bowl in 14, every game that you played because you're under, you want to know the rules of the defense and how to attack them. I think New England will move the ball today because of that, because they truly understand how to play this style. What they can't do is do what they did last year in Indianapolis is turn the ball over. And they've got to be able to handle the speed of the Indianapolis front. That defensive front, they're undersized, but they're quick and they're athletic. And you've got to be able to punch them in the mouth and push them around. You know, and everybody says, well, Darius Leonard's going to play. Darius Leonard has not been good all year. I mean, let's just, you know, there's perception and reality. He has not played well all season. And so, you know, in fact, I'm sure they probably want him to play in New England because that's where it is. And I think that ultimately if New England can handle that and don't turn the ball over, they should be able to give this Colt team a lot of trouble with Ellinger who doesn't have a great arm, who's really not a movement guy. He's not a six-back offense, which gives New England trouble. And this offensive line, which struggles to block physical teams. I hate to simplify it, but let me read you this. The Patriots and Colts, as you mentioned, are tied for the NFL lead with 16 turnovers apiece. The difference, the Patriots have an even turnover differential because they've created 16 turnovers, tied for the most in the NFL, of course. So that's the difference. It's a minus eight for Indianapolis. You know, New England's going to turn you over. They goaded Zach Wilson into those three picks last week. Yeah, no doubt. And Zach Zach Wilson, basically some of those picks, I know, I would say of those picks, all of them were unforced errors. You know, in tennis we talk about, creating an unforced error on a volley that gets back. Well, quarterback interceptions are are really unforced errors. I mean, you know, when you throw the ball away or you do what Davis Mills did the other day and throw it down the middle of the field and it gets intercepted, yet you were getting forced to throw it away, but you didn't have to throw it there. Zach Wilson's running to his right. He's going to throw the ball away. He's out of the pocket, and he throws it to the – he throws it to the – I mean, he throws it in in play. Throw the ball out of bounds. That's an unforced error. Those are important to monitor in the game. Like – that, that could have been avoided. That's where the coach is shaking his head on the sideline. So, you know, I, I, this is a game about errors. This is going to be also a game, and Belichick talked about it. Bubba Ventrone, the special teams coach for the Colts, is a former Patriot. He, he learned the kicking game from Scotty O'Brien. He played in the kicking game. He's been a special teams player his whole life. The Colts' special teams is very good. They can control field position. And when you play on a long field, Okay, like, like yesterday at Georgia, the ball goes out of the one. Tennessee's got to move the ball. All of a sudden, they couldn't. Next thing you know, the, they, they get a, fr- a free play. They got a, they got a touchdown. That, you have to execute on a long field really effectively. And when you control the kicking game and you eliminate the long field, that really helps. So that's going to be the game within the game. Everything's going the wrong way 
for, again, it's not like it's been great for the Patriots, but they're sitting four and four. They're in a fine spot here. They'll be okay. The Indianapolis Colts, that's different. They lost on a last-second drive last week at home. They fired their offensive coordinator. No Jonathan Taylor, the leading rusher in the league last year. He's not going to play today. They've got Ellinger under center. You know, it's just, it's not a wave the white flag situation at three, four, and one, but it's certainly not going the right way for the Colts here. No, but look, the, the Patriots, as Patriot fans know, I mean, they pl- they watched the Baltimore game. They turned it over four times in the Baltimore game. They watched the Bears game at home. They've turned it over. The Patriots have not played well at home. They haven't. They beat the Lions because they turned the Lions over, but they have not played well at home. They lose to Baltimore. They lose to Chicago, you know, and they barely beat – they barely beat uh, – uh, I mean, they beat Detroit. They soundly beat them, but they have not played well at home. Now, this is another advantage you have. They're going into their bye after this week, right? They go into their bye, then they come back and play the Jets again. So at home. So they're home for a while, but this is really a, a must-win for New England to really get their season back on track to start the second half of their season undefeated. Would you like to give a sentence or two for our Nesson audience on the Patriots? You kind of just did there. Where, where is Belichick right now with this team and the quarterback? I think he's, he's, he's frustrated, as, as I'm sure he is. I mean, I can't speak for him, but, you know, when, when you look at a Bill Belichick team that's turned it over four, four times at home in two games, that's not who they are. So they've turned it over. Fundamentally, their offensive line is not getting better. That's the concerning thing for him is can this line get better? We've got to be able – one of the things he values is, is the lines. The defensive line's gotten better. But can this offensive line get better? Can they do a better job of protection? I mean, last time they played Chicago, Trent Brown got called for – I mean, every drive started with a holding call. You can't have that. You've got to get better, and you've got to be able to utilize your skill. Ramondo Stevenson, they won't have Parker today, but they've got to utilize their tight ends and and Ramondo Stevenson. And Mac Jones has got to stop throwing the ball to the other team. Detroit has lost six straight. The Packers have lost four straight. The Packers are lane four on the road. Remember, it was three and a half the last time you and I spoke, so the Packers getting a little juicy. Went up to four, up huh? To four. Yep, it's up to four wow. everywhere. What do you got on this matchup? Well, when I had, to, I broke this game down. It was three, seven, five. And let me just see something. In, in, in the contest, I think it is, it's three and a half in the contest, right? So I had this as three, seven, five. And, uh, you know, to me, I think this is a, a I've written this in, in the piece that I wrote this week for VEASAN.com. Is it, it's hard to believe that the Detroit Lions have actually gotten worse on defense than they did last year. I know that sounds improbable because they were so bad, but not to be outdone, they have. They have Preach. gotten worse on defense. I mean, they Preach. have gotten worse. So what does that tell you as a fan, as an executive, that, that you haven't handled the problem? Andy Reid spent this last week. I bet Andy Reid did not get home before midnight on any night last week because he was just studying his team the whole time and figuring out what I got to fix. Meanwhile, Detroit had all offseason to fix their defense, and they couldn't, and they and they've gotten worse. And so, to me, Green Bay found out. I know it, I know this sounds shocking, but it took them a while to do it. But they found out that they better run the ball, and they better use their two best players in in in. Uh, and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and run it and control the pace of the game and play action and then try to incorporate, uh, you know, some of the other skilled players into what they're doing. But if they don't run the ball, which they should be able to do against Detroit, then it's a problem. And 
They've got to be able to stop Detroit. They've got to pressure Goff and make him play fast. And when you do that, you have a hell of a chance to beat him. You may want to look to the over 49 and a half. Why? The home games for the Lions this year are averaging Michael Lombardi 71.75 points scored total combined. So again, the Detroit Lions, even when they score in the first half and don't score in the second half, their defense is atrocious, as you mentioned. But they've been able to put up points, especially at home as well for the Lions. Well, I mean, look, the Packers, I mean, if you're a Lions fan and you want to play the Lions, I don't know why you would, but if you do, you know, the thing is, is this, this Green Bay defense can't play run defense. I mean, they just can't stop anybody from running the football. You know, they're 25th in yards per attempt rushing. They're 29th in yards allowed on the ground. I mean, and you're a home team, and if you can run the ball, that means you get control of the game. You know, and, and now that puts you into not having golf to be a drop-back passer. Because when golf's a drop-back passer, it doesn't work. When drops a play-action passer, it has more benefit. Do you think Rodgers is pissed? He didn't get a weapon trade deadline? I think they exp- I think they explained it to him. I think they said, look, here's the deal. I mean, I mean, unless they offered, to me, unless they offered a two and a three for Claypool, they weren't going to get Claypool or a two and a four. They had to Seattle's overpay at- to get him. Seattle's at Arizona. Michael says the wrong team is favored. Next. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K Smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K Smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, again, get $10 instantly when you sign up for First Bet right now, plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the promo code FORCE200. It's easy to find. Go to vsin.com slash horses. Sign up now. First Bet, Express Bet. It's the preferred horse racing app here at VSIN. Check it out today with your horse racing needs as we welcome you back. A special shout-out to our buddy and our insider for the Giants. He writes for the Daily News, Pat Leonard, who's hanging out at the Borgata on the Giants off week, a well-deserved break. Also, Michael Lombardi, a busy next couple of weeks here. He's going to see Sebastian Maniscalco there at the Borgata, and he is, you know, he might be a Bears fan. Speaking of the most heavily bet game on the board, he's from Chicago. 
Yeah, I was just telling Pat, I think that the Bears game probably, I'll ask TG when he sits down here next to me in the next block, uh, what game's going to be uh, on the big screen because we have no Eagles, we have no Phillies. You know, unfortunately, we have no Sixers. I'm sure that would dominate the landscape. But oh, no. anyway, we'll get back to that later. Uh, oh, no. You know, so it'll be a, it's always the bet, most highly bet game. And right now, that's the game. I would just like to apologize to my friend in Michigan who get mad at me every time I take Michael away from talking about the 76ers because they say <laughs> that's their favorite part of the show. Let's go ahead and throw up the oh. top five quarterbacks. So remember, if you're a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, you get the look ahead on Fridays from Lombardi. Uh, it's my favorite article because it gives you all these rankings. And here are the top five quarterbacks. What's interesting is the bottom five as well. I'll get to that in a second. Allen Mahomes, no surprise. Lamar Jackson just having a great year. Geno Smith, my goodness, and Jalen Hurts. What do you got there? Well, I, I think Geno, I think when you look at Lamar, let's just start. First of all, Allen and Mahomes are playing at a different level. There should be a little bit of a yep. separation between those two. They're like, to me, they're like Georgia and maybe Ohio State. You know, it's going to be interesting to see these rankings this week. But, you know, so, and then Lamar is so kind of close, closer to them than he is near Geno. Because what Lamar now has is with Andrew's injuries, this Lockley kid that they got, they drafted in the fourth round from Coastal Carolina, the big tight end, he could be their Hayden Hurst. And we know Lamar wants to throw the ball inside. We know he wants to control the middle of the field in the passing game. And I think if they start to utilize some of that, it can make Lamar even more effective as an offensive weapon. And so I think there is some hope coming down the road because – I keep wondering why Baltimore keeps insisting on getting outside receivers when their quarterback wants to throw the ball inside. And they get little outside receivers like Deshaun Jackson. Like, that's not – that doesn't make him more effective. And then Geno, I thought Geno, even though his numbers didn't look good, if Tyler Lockett catches the touchdown pass, he put right on yep. him. Metcalf had another throw he put right on I mean, Geno Smith's accuracy, to me, has been remarkable. His movement in the pocket has been remarkable. And what I love about what the – what Seattle's doing is they are running the Rams, Sean McVay's offense when he got there with Goff. That, they are to a T. They are running it. It's bootlegs. It's nakeds. It's throwbacks. It's all it's tight end screens. They are running it all. And they're executing really well with two rookie tackles, Patrick. Imagine that. If two rookie tackles in this offensive line, and yet they're still being able to run the ball effectively, and throw the ball effectively with accuracy and not losing it. So I think Geno's been great. Hurts, to me, has been not as good as it's been over the last – like the Eagle offense, as you go through it, hasn't been as explosive as it needs to be. I think people are starting to get a feel for it. We'll see. But they haven't played anybody very good. You know, I mean, they're able to get by with it. But I think Hurts is such a, a weapon as the six-back offense has become in vogue. I think that's why it's been so effective. Quickly on Geno, he's number one in completion percentage in the NFL, despite being one of the most pressured quarterbacks, Michael. Again, yeah. his I mean, odds for MVP, 300 to one down to 28 to one. They've won three straight. This is a great story. It really is. I mean, and I never saw it coming because when I went to go work him out, I didn't think, I thought he was one of those, he, he has matured, let me say that. I think when he was right. coming out, he wasn't matured. And I think through the time he has matured and he's kind of, understood this and he's had this great resurgency later in life it happened to trent green i mean think about trent green's career in the national football league right he goes he gets drafted in the eighth round by the chargers he gets cut he gets cut off their practice squad he goes to canada he gets cut right he can't play in canada can't play for the chargers can't get a practice squad job next thing you know he's in washington because his coach from college is there that's the only reason it's the only reason 
and then all of a sudden he gets coaching, and now all of a sudden he comes back. Sometimes adversity makes a player better. Sometimes adversity allows you to lower your ego, accept who you are, and then improve from there. Seattle's at Arizona. I just talked about Geno being valuable. I think the two points that they're catching in Arizona, valuable as well. Remember, Arizona is a dreadful team at home. Also, the bottom five of your rankings has a quarterback named Kyler Murray. So let's start with the handicap on this. We'll get the Lombardi line. Arizona's laying two, hosting Seattle. Yeah, I don't understand how Arizona's laying points. Yeah, I think Seattle should be giving them points. I, I have Seattle as a, I think Seattle should be a 6.68 favorite in this game. I know that's, that sounds, you know, it's a lot. But, again, I wouldn't put that number out there because, yeah, obviously everybody would take everybody would take, Seattle, would take Arizona as the home dog. But, look, look this, this Arizona team has not played well. I mean, for whatever we think of the quarterback, and I have strong opinions about the quarterback. I mean, they're the third most, they're the third team in the league in the most attempts throwing the football. And yet they're one of the worst teams in average per attempt. They can't throw it down the field. They can't make a play down the field. And when they need to make a play in critical times like they did last week against Minnesota, and I was on them last week, even though, even though I had them as a, they should have been a six-point dog to Minnesota, I took them and, and got the three and a half, I think, or three, and they still didn't cover. Because he makes way too many mistakes with the football, whether it's fumbles, turnovers. But the bigger, bigger concern is he doesn't throw it down the field. He, he's 30th in the league in yards per attempt. Like, if you've got a big arm and you've got a gun and you're a loose play quarterback, you've got to be able to get it down the field. Now, when you go back and watch last year's game in, in Arizona, Russell Wilson comes back. It was the game bef- it was the playoff, It was before the playoff game. Seattle dominated that game. Seattle understands how to rush this kid, much like last night. Like if you're watching Alabama, Tennessee, and you watched with, excuse me, if you're watching Alabama and LSU, the way LSU rushed, the game plan rush on Bryce Pop, on Bryce Young was outstanding, outstanding. It's the same thing here with Kyler Murray. You've got to rush him a certain way, and if you understand how to rush him, he becomes less effective. And that's why I have him in one of my bottom five quarterbacks of the season. I don't care what the, mar- what the, what the worldwide leader says. I, I could care less about that. Watch the tape. Tell me what he does to make his team better. He had 10 carries in the last game against Seattle. He had 100 yards rushing. Yet he turned the ball over, running the ball with, with loosely in his hand. I mean, the guy is indifferent, and he's hard to play for. The Cardinals, Michael, are 3-5. and five. They're about to start a three-game stretch all against NFC West teams. This is essentially their season. So we'll, we'll see. Again, here's the difference for the Cardinals, and this is interesting. The total's 49 with Seattle in town. They've averaged 34 points per game in the last two since DeAndre Hopkins' return. Prior to that, they were averaging 19 points per. So Hopkins has made a difference here. No doubt, because he can throw it to Hopkins, and Hopkins will make a play. But the other part we haven't talked about is their defense, right? Now, they have moments of playing really good defense, and yet they also have moments of not playing good defense. I mean, they're 26th in the league in yards per attempt allowed. So you could throw the ball on them. And and they held Seattle to 19 points the last time they played them. And, you know, Seattle was – it was a closer game than the score. Seattle had every opportunity – I mean, Arizona had every opportunity to win the game – I think Geno's got to play better in this game. He only threw for 171 yards, but where they won the game was they were able to run the football. They ran for 144 yards, and they were able to control the pace of the game, and they made made him have to really affect himself. So I think to me, you know, when you look at it, this is a matchup that should be, you know, I think 
I think Arizona, it should be a pick game. I like Seattle, and I'm getting the points. By the way, Arizona, 0-5 outright in ATS their last five games against division opponents, including the postseason. So they haven't played well in division. They haven't played well at home. Going back to last year, they've been dreadful at home. We know they don't have a home field advantage in the desert. Again, you see you see the wrong team is being favored here. It, six and a half, a little, a little steep, but a, we've got oh, a, I, a difference I, of what, eight here. Well, it just shows you the difference in terms of the where they are statistically. That's all it does. It shows you right. that 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 Seattle for and Seattle the last three and Seattle's numbers are a lot lower than you think they are too, Patrick, because Seattle defensively the last three weeks have been outstanding. They have really improved. Their tackling last week, their tackling last week against the New York Football Giants was as good as it gets. They they did not give Barkley any free yard. It's a little bit like what Georgia did to Tennessee. When you say what was the key to the Georgia-Tennessee defense, it was tackling. They tackled. They did not allow yards after contact very often. And that essentially goes to the speed of your defense, right? When you can create and tackle like San Francisco does and you run over there and all of a sudden you hit the back and he goes down and he doesn't make any more yards, that's critical. And, and I think Seattle the last few weeks has been very good in that area. That linebacker, Brooks, they got out of Texas Tech special. And yeah, really, I mean, the guy's and, a, ta- and, and he was a tackling machine. He was a tackling machine at Tech. He was a tackling machine last year. He really was. I want you to close your ears for a second because Thomas Gable is going to join us. But Vegas is getting bet down in Jacksonville. Oh. They're up to two oh. and a half. Could oh, no, they stop, touch stop. three? Stop. Also, oh. how about this? The percentage is all. Wreck. I know. I don't. Want, I didn't even want to bring it up. The percentage is all over Carolina catching seven in Cincinnati. Those are the, that's the Lombardi Bowl right there, those two games. We're back with Gable from Behind the Book next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Elliot, thank you. VSIN pros become one. Pro tools, we get everything as far as the betting splits, everything we offer, pro picks. We do the work for you. We handicap for you and give you free plays. We email them to you all day. Pro tips, over 20 a day. It's $99 through the Super Bowl. That's cheap. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get emails all the time from VEASAN pros. They're making money. You should too. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata. Of course, he's been there for years. Yeah, what do you got? I just got... I got a great tip from a fan off Twitter who lives in Chicago, TG. You might be interested in this. He said that listening to VEASAN, uh, I live right across the street from Soldier Field. The wind's blowing southeast to northwest. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not a sailor. But anyway, uh, <laughs> towards the lake, around 20 to 25 mile an hour. And I bike on the lakefront three or four times per week. The winds never subside, even though the weather tells us they're going to subside. So... I think that's valuable information, TG. I think that's why we're seeing it. Yeah. Well, remember, Chicago is the windy city. No, yeah, I've, I've heard. Hey, but outside of Brigantine, get, it's a. Uh, it's um, my yeah, kind of Brigantine, Brigantine, New Jersey. That's hilarious. Uh, shout to that listener. Thank you very much for contributing. You can find Michael M Lombardi NFL at Feast and Live on Twitter. TG, are you happy the Phillies lost last night? Let's start there. <laughs> oh. no. No, I'm not. No, you I'm know, not. I mean, the... we had a lot of Astros liability, a lot of Astros liability. So, yeah, it was an expensive day for us with, with that. Uh, I mean, listen, when Phillies needed to win two out of three at home, 
And when that didn't happen, uh, you kind of it, it was going to be a very tough ask to go into Houston and win two there. Uh, the Astros team is very, very good, and uh, they just play a different style of baseball than than what the Phillies do. And you can you saw it throughout the World Series. Uh, they make contact with the ball. They don't strike out. They get guys on base. They can manufacture runs. And the Phillies relied on the home run the entire the entire way. Yeah, it, it was, you know, you know, Patrick, it's funny. You don't realize the effect of when a t local team is so successful. And one of my friends owns a bar here in town. I grew up with him, and, he's, and his family owns a bar. And it, it, it's been like the utopia for them, yeah. as it would be tonight if there was a Game 7. Yeah. I mean, the bar's packed with Philly fans every single night watching these games, and you know, when you lose that game and game seven goes away, it does it does have a financial effect. I'm sure today it'll be packed in here. Great games going on, but there would have been more if it had been game seven. Sure, sure. I mean, it definitely, it, it, it absolutely for bar owners and so forth, it moves uh, the yeah, needle moves when the you needle. have a local team like that in the finals. Well, as, as a non-Philadelphia sports fan, let me just take a second to wipe the tears away. I apologize for <laughs> Philadelphia sports fans. And it's a bright future, a great run for the Phillies. They'll be back yeah, next year. The Astros, who cheated their way to a championship in 17, have proven their worth now. Um, yep. Okay, today you got 11 games, six teams on a bye. Where do you want to start here? What's the early action? We, Me and Michael have been talking about the most heavily bet game is Miami and Chicago. Yeah, that's uh, not necessarily the case here. Uh, that game is pretty evenly bet here. Uh, Dolphins laying four points, total 46 and a half. I know we just got the weather report there for uh, for Chicago. Yeah. Did you open it at five, or did you five and a half, or did you open it four? Four and a half is where four we opened half. it. Okay. Uh, but uh, very even action on that game uh, so far. I mean, the most heavily bet game for us here in the early slate uh, by wide margin right now are the, the Bills and the Jets. And uh, you, you've seen that number come down, Patrick, from – uh, Bills laying 13 to open. Now that's down to 10 and a half here. And obviously we're taking a lot of uh, Jets money as we're apt to do. Uh, so we probably will need uh, the Bills in this one. Uh, that's As I told TG when he told me that when, before he sat down, I said, that's why you have all the chandeliers here. It's Jet money. I mean, seriously, people. <laughs> it's all Jet by the money. Way, I mean. By the way, fellas. Michael, check this out. The Bills are a ten and a half point favorite, or twelve at some shops. That that's the at five and three. The Jets are the largest home dog by a team with a winning record since two thousand seven. How about that? Yeah, that's the largest I, I, home I, dog since two thousand seven. I, I mean, look, you got Zach Wilson didn't play good. Zach, I mean, yeah, Zach Wilson. I think we've seen, uh, and obviously they are going to miss Brees Hall. There's no doubt right. about that. And, Correct. Uh, Listen, Josh Allen probably just played his worst half of football yeah. of the year against the Green Bay. So uh, don't expect to see that again from Josh Allen today. Uh, I will say this. I was on Green Bay. I liked Green Bay last week. I was completely wrong. I, I, I know I won it, but I didn't. Uh, I won it with Josh Allen throwing two picks in the fourth quarter. That's not going to happen again. Right. I mean, they're going to clean that up. And if he doesn't throw those two picks, they cover that 10 and a half mm -hmm. easy. Who are they betting at Washington with Minnesota Lane 3 at the Borgata, Thomas? So it's been mostly uh, Minnesota money here. Still three, probably going to three and a half here momentarily. But uh, we opened this game at three and a total of 44 and a half. The, uh, the totals come down a point. Uh, but, yeah, it's been mostly Minnesota money. There is some, some commander's money uh, mixed in there. But um, I think 
if anything, maybe look at this under here because this is a Washington team that does struggle to score. Yeah. And Minnesota, the last four games or so, they've been very good against the run, only allowing 50 and a half yards per game uh, on the ground. And Commanders, is not they don't run the ball very well. And I think just overall, uh, offensively, this is going to be another struggle for them to score again today. Yeah, and the weather's not going to be a factor in this no. game. But, you know, one thing you've got going for you is you got Jerome Broger doing the game, and he's the king of unders. Because why? Because he loves to call penalties. He's convinced everybody wants to watch him. So, you know, he is 42% of the time in the games he officiates, the under's going to come and play. The Chargers have dipped below three in Atlanta. They're laying two and a half. Who are they betting at the Borgata? So uh, this is an interesting game here with the, with the Falcons. We we saw some uh, some sharper uh, Falcon money there. Uh, openness at three, as you said, now down to two and a half. But want to want to pay uh, special attention here. We we actually are getting some sharper money on the Chargers first half, uh, laying a point and a half in that one. So uh, put that out there. And the the total where we opened forty eight and a half. Uh, up to 49 and a half in this one. Uh, but again, the Chargers, this is a team we've talked about many times, not really living up to the expectations that have been uh, put on them uh, before the season started. Obviously, dealing with a lot of injuries, though, Michael, still. No. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta can't cover anybody, right? Atlanta's really bad. They're secondary. Yes. They don't have great pass rush. But, you know, it, it, but without Keenan Allen and without their big play home run hitter, Mike Williams, it becomes harder. You know, and John Hussey's doing the game. He's really favorable to the home team, really. I mean, you know, he's he's at 55.6% in favor of the home team, so it does give you a little bit. I think the advantage that Atlanta has is that, that Dean Peace knows exactly how the Chargers want to run the ball, run their offense because of his familiarity with the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. It's the Payton offense, and when you, run, when you go against a guy who's copying an offense – you got to have a sense. And, and they don't copy the – they copy it to the play call. I mean, he can anticipate play calls. I mean, it's not just we're borrowing your plays. We're borrowing your methodology too. Thomas, give me both the late games. Of course, the late window, the Rams at Tampa, Tampa Lane 3, and then Sunday night, Tennessee at Kansas City. Kansas City, I got 12 and a half. Yeah, so Tampa is laying three. Uh, very heavily uh, bet game, but – very balanced action in that one. Uh, total sitting at 42 and a half. Two teams that really kind of struggle with the same thing. Uh, can't run the ball and pass protection. Both teams have the kind of the same deficiencies of what you're seeing here. Uh, but I, I think it really just comes down to home field advantage here for Tampa yeah. in, in that one. And then the, uh, the Sunday night Titans and the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs opened 11-point favorites. They're now up to 12 and a half, been bet up to 12 and a half. And again, uh, without Tannehill, it, it's going to be a one-dimensional offense here for Tennessee, even with Tannehill. I mean, it's mostly, but they're even going to be more heavily reliant on the run uh, with Willis in there. We only saw Willis throw, what, 10 times ten last times, week? So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, – uh, listen, Andy Reid off the bye, we know how he he has been successful over the years. But I will say this. Andy Reid does not have success lifetime against Tennessee. He has no. a, a pretty poor record lifetime against Tennessee. And uh, Derrick Henry has uh, has some decent numbers, if you look historically, against this Kansas City team. Yep. I, I mean, look, at Tennessee, when they played the Raiders and when they played earlier in the season, their defense, Buffalo particularly, 
they struggle. But lately, their defense has played really well. But a lot of that, too, is who have they played. I mean, they play the Colts twice with Matt Ryan, and then, you know, and so that doesn't really count. You play the Commodores. I mean, they got – I mean, literally, that tape is one that should go to the Hall of Fame for a team that destroyed one team, yet the team that got destroyed won. It was really remarkable. Okay, on the way out, plug your ears, Michael, but Vegas is up to two and a half in Jacksonville. Thomas, where are you at the Borgata yeah. here? 30 seconds. Yeah, we're also at two and a half. I, I know uh, we've been at two and a half for um, a while now in that game. We opened at one. Uh, some places were still two yesterday, so uh, almost everybody's at two and a half now in that game, and it's mostly been Vegas money. Okay. Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director. Yeah, Mike. Mike Thank you, TG. Michael's, yeah, he's I mean, gonna be look, I'm rooting over for the Raiders. I, I don't make any bones about it. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I Thomas, I'm really, I'm really sorry about your losses last night. I hope you get it back today because you deserve it. So thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, thanks, Patrick. That's very sincere. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. Michael has run his numbers. We're going to come back and we're going to run the board here on the Lombardi line. Poor Thomas Gable. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V series 4k smart tv is now just 348 with all your favorite apps built in you can stream straight out of the box you can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app looking for a smaller or bigger screen vizio offers unbeatable prices on all v series 4k smart tvs head to walmart.com today and score the 4k tv you've been waiting for You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. Remember, countdown the kickoff right after the Lombardi Line with Brent Musburger. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas. They've got the reward system. Remember, make a bet at BetMGM or on the app. You get points. Use those points for free bets to fly to room to bet. So, again, it's the betting's premier loyalty program, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. 21 years or older. We are going to run the board with Michael Lombardi. Two notes, Michael, before we do. Alan Lazard and DeAndre Swift in that Packers-Lions game are both active. Swift on a pitch count. Darren Waller out for the Raiders. One of the things that we like to do sometimes is take you behind the book. And Mike Palm, of course, over at Circus Sports can do that for us. He said this regarding, remember what Thomas Gable just said about the Phillies and the lack of action at the bars locally with your friend as well. To Michael's comment about local bar owners, the difference between 
The Vegas Golden Knights making a deep playoff run and VGK not making the playoffs, around $300,000 in revenue for us at Circa. So again, that's a hockey team. That That's everything with these Phillies not being in the postseason for bar owners there. I mean, I'll just give an example. Usually, you know, we like to go out during the week to go to a, one of the local bars that has like a, what they have, a hamburger night. And you, you, I don't want to go when they're going to have the, you know, the bar's going to be packed with Philly people. With fat, I don't want to watch the Phillies there. So, you know, it's like it changes because of this. There was such momentum and it's really good for business owners. I love it. You know, and look, the Eagles enthusiasm, like my friend who owns this bar across in Summers Point, you know, they sold more chicken wings the year that the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl than they've ever had in the history of their, their restaurant. And they specialize in chicken wings. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just that's kind of what what that's the blending and melding of sports and the economy. So you're telling me that the chickens in Philadelphia are celebrating today. I'll tell you, if you're a chicken, you're in a lot of trouble in Philly. I mean, you know, the crime rate in Philly's bad, along with the chicken rate, probably going to be bad too. So you got to be careful. You better watch it when you're going out. Some chicken don't want to be going down the street. That's the chicken man. That's Philip Testa. He got blown up at his house. Yeah. Didn't Bruce sing about the chicken man there? Yeah, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. The chicken man was a mafioso guy named Philip Testa who was responsible for killing one of the Dons from the – if you saw the Irishman, the Angelo Bruno, who was in the Irishman, uh, Philip Testa put a hit out on Angelo Bruno, and then they got the Philip Testa back with a bomb that when he opened up his front door, the bomb went off, and he basically got shattered with glass and nails in that bomb, and he was on his front yard. Kind of That's morbid. a rough day. I'm sorry to say that. That's a rough it's day a tough for racket. anybody. By the, and, as, yeah. as they say, it's a tough racket, cuz. <laughs> so, again, bar owners and Phillies, uh, they, they're sad, but the chickens rejoice. Okay, let's yes. get to the place. We've got two official plays for today, but we'll start Indianapolis and New England, 451 rotation. New England is laying five here, Michael. You know, I, I, it's five. I had it at five and a half, a five, four, three. I lean New England here. I like, there was a, some sixes out there. Uh, I just think to me, I, I, I lean, excuse me, towards the Colts. I think it's going to be a close game. I think both teams turn the ball over too much to get outside of that three range. And I think both teams will play conservatively to do that, and I think it'll be a lower-scoring three-point game. Buffalo is down to 10.5. They're laying it at the Jets. I'm all over Buffalo here at 10.5. I mean, if I could have gotten 10.5 anywhere, I would have put that out. I didn't realize it was down there at that number. I just think the Jets are going to have a hard time moving the football, and I think they're going to have a hard time balancing. Does Do they play Zach Wilson in the passing game, or do they kind of limit him to just kind of play action and runs? And without without one of their better receivers, it becomes Corey Davis, it becomes a little bit problematic, and especially with this offensive line. This offensive line for the Jets, when they get behind, it becomes even more difficult for them to throw the ball. I like Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo will have a fourth quarter like they did last week against Green Bay. Miami is lane four at a windy Chicago. I'm going to take Miami here only because I think you're getting the numbers at five in my play, so I have to take Miami, so I'll follow my numbers. I could see why people all over Chicago, the weather report we gave you would lean towards Chicago here. But I just worry, can Chicago move the ball? I mean, we're talking about Tua throwing the ball into the wind. Justin Fields isn't very accurate throwing the football either. So I'll take the I'll take the I'll lay the four. I'll take I'll take Miami. 
Just a note, Minnesota's laying three at Washington, yet it's headed to three and a half. So if you like Minnesota, hurry up and bet it because it looks like it's going to three and a half. But I'll give you three with the Vikings laying it at the Commodores. I'm going to take it all the way. I mean, everybody wants to doubt Minnesota, but Minnesota just finds a way to keep continuing to play well. I don't trust the Commodores. I don't. I I think to me that they play, they have, they play certain level well, but I think this is a different game. I think their secondary is vulnerable. I just think to me, even though Green Bay, Green Bay had a chance to win that game and Green Bay's not as good as Minnesota. I think Minnesota, they've got two games to play. They can't go 0-2 into the bye. This is really a big game on the road for Minnesota. You said Green Bay, they're next. They're at Detroit and they're laying four. I love Green Bay here. I, I think Green Bay fixes it this week. I think they'll pressure Detroit. I think that one thing that always helps a bad offense is a bad defense. And I think that they had some sense of confidence coming out of Buffalo. They know what they have to do. I like Green Bay. I'll lay the four. This is a this is very interesting. The Chargers are laying two and a half at Atlanta. Curious to see where you are on this one. I'm all over Atlanta here. I, I like the matchup between Dean Peace and the coordinator against Joe Lombardi. I like the fact that the Chargers don't run the ball. I like Arthur Smith against Staley. I think if the two receivers were playing for the Chargers, I'd be all over the Chargers. They're not. I don't love Atlanta's defense, but I love Atlanta's the way they play. I think Arthur Blank's done a great job. I'll take Atlanta and the points. Okay, Michael. Carolina is at Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's laying a full seven. Yeah, I'm going to take Carolina in the seven because I think, look, if Carolina can limit the big play and they can't let Higgins get a big play, they can't let Tyler Boyd get a big play, and if they can run the ball effectively and P.J. Walker doesn't turn it over. I think it's a close game. I think the number is more involved with Jamar Chase still playing than it is without him. And I think it's a different team without Jamar Chase. It's hard to be an 11 personnel. I think Brian Burns will create some real problems for Jonah Williams, the left tackle for Cincinnati. They've got to turn that ball over for them to win the game. I think they can keep it within a touchdown. We need some freaking juice, man. Vegas two and a half at the Jags. You know, I mean, look, my heart's with the Vegas. I had this game as a a one-and-a-half-point game. You know, so my numbers say I've got to take Jacksonville here. You know, my heart's with the Raiders, just like my heart's with Carolina. But, you know, look, Jacksonville's going to always play a close game. They make mistakes. I think the play to the Raiders is an anti-Jacksonville game strategy game. I'll take the Raiders. This is a key game. Carr's got to play well. They've been down there for a week. Devontae Adams has got to make some plays. Last time they played, you know, when they can get drives going like Denver did in over in London against Jacksonville, I think it's it certainly helps. This is a big game for the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders. And shout to Millie Lombardi, who's at the beach right now down in Jacksonville, going to go enjoy that game. I made up the fact that she's at the beach. She's probably <laughs> taking care of the kids. Seattle's at Arizona, Michael, and Arizona is lane two. I think I know which side you're on here. I'm on. I'm on Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle until until they play better at quarterback. And I think Seattle understands how to attack Murray. I mean, that's the problem when you know how to attack a quarterback and he can't play left-handed against you. He can't challenge what you do. Then all of a sudden, you feel pretty comfortable. Look, I think Hopkins makes them better. I think Geno's got to protect the ball. They'll run the ball. I really like what Seattle's doing. Whether they win the game or not, I like Seattle. Your two official plays are the late games: the Rams at Tampa. Tampa's lane three. I'm going to go with Brady. I think Brady's going to – I think Tampa, of the lesser of two evils, I'm taking the home team, as Thomas Gable said. I think with Hicks back and Carlton Davis back on defense, that'll help. I don't trust Stafford to protect the football. I really don't. Brady will. That's the difference in the game. Kansas City's lane 12 and a half. They're hosting 
uh, winners of five straight in the Titans. Well, I think to me this is a play against against Malik Willis. I don't think he's going to be able to throw the ball ten times tonight. And even if Tannehill plays, I think they'll struggle. I mean, look, this team's. A, I think Vrabel's a great coach, but I don't know how he's done. I don't know how he beat Washington. I think this this team. I think Kansas City will play from in front. I think their receivers will attack these corners who haven't really been attacked yet. And we know this about Tennessee is if they have to play from behind, that offensive line will create issues. And Willis might make a play running around, but I think he's going to have a hard time keeping the game close. I've got some good vibes for you. Vison Hosen, he's been red hot. Uh, Mike Palm, his official play today is the Raiders laying the two and yeah. a half. So we got good vibes on the way out. How about that? That's I hope good. so. I hope Mike Palm stays hot. I think he's been staying hot. I mean, look, we, next week we get to cut the contest. I mean, Guys are going to get to sent home I mean, with Survivor starts, so it'll be fun, you know. And and I think that the one thing about the contest that as you as everybody loves it, there's less pro plays in the contest, more college plays, which is great because it's hard to be great at both. It really is. Give me thirty seconds. Your thoughts, Week Nine, as we head out. Well, I think to me it's going to be fun to see what are those two teams in the late game. Tampa Bay and the Rams, both playoff teams, both teams that had a chance to go, want two former Super Bowl champions. Which one is left standing at the end of the day? I think that's going to be really a telling sign. Can the Rams turn it around or can the Bucks turn it around? I think that's going to be the most interesting aspect of today going forward. Okay, lock the doors. It's you and Bella triple lock and the crew. Triple lock. Triple, triple, yeah, she'll triple bark lock at, the doors. She'll bark, at four, she'll bark and make me take her out right at the most inartune moment. Coming up next, of course, the legend, Brent Musburger with Countdown to Kickoff. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.